0: Good everybody, and welcome to the Pastor Mic Drop Podcast. We are honored that you are spending part of your day uh, with us today. Hello to my wonderful co-host, Emily Langpaul. Hello. How are you today, Emily? I'm great. How are you? I am really excited for our conversation today. Yeah. Uh, We're going to talk about faith and work. So, uh, we have faith, and a lot mm-hmm. of us talk about faith all the time in church, and then mm-hmm. we have work. And a lot of times, those two things are so separate, and we don't find the intersection between the two, but there's there's got to be one. And so, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about that today, uh, where faith and uh, daily life at work in the workplace intersect, yeah. and so to help us with that, we have two experts. Yes, no pressure, right? Sure, to call sure. you guys experts.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're the expert. <laughs> yeah, I, right. I don't know about that. Maybe. <laughs> uh,
0: Tammy and Mitch are part of our church family here at Hope. Both of you are longtime members of this church, mm-hmm, yeah. but you also are. Um, I'm just going to say it. Highly successful uh, in the workplace, Tammy. You are the vice president of people strategy for Graham Construction. Prior to that, you pretty much ran principal I mean you're, you're the, in the HR department mm-hmm. uh, and so a lot of of, of uh, real world work experience mm-hmm. welcome mm-hmm. To thank the podcast. you thank glad you for
1: having me glad to be here
0: uh, and next to you, Tammy is Mitch Matthews Mitch is a, a coach of people uh, and an author and a speaker and a big dreamer uh, Mitch, it's really good to have you here. It's great to be here. I'm excited. We're yeah, love this yeah. topic. We're we're excited to have you guys here today too. So, Emily, we're going to start out with a getting to know you question. What do you yes. think we should ask these guys today?
2: Uh, craziest job you had, or if a teenage job you had that really yeah, stands
0: out. Since we're talking about work, let's yes. Know, let's. How did work start for you, or what was a job that really stood out for you guys growing up? Uh huh. You want to go first?
1: Um. Sure. So I started working really early and babysitting really early. But uh-huh. I would say some of the uh, the craziest job or the hardest job I had was beanwalking and detasseling. I did a oh, lot of that. come
3: on. That's yep. real work.
1: That's real work. Yep. I'm telling you, those, these kids these days don't have it. <laughs> Here is hard. Not enough As sweat. I did. That's uh-huh. right. Getting up at, you know, four o'clock in the morning and yeah. going out there and just getting sopping wet, walking those bean fields and detasseling that corn. That's a tough job. Yeah, tough you,
0: stuff. You sleep well at the end of that.
1: Absolutely. And you made
0: money. We made money. Yeah, That's made exactly bank. what I was
1: going to say. We made a lot of money. <laughs> Bought all my school clothes for the fall, Following, you yeah. know, following. There you go. That's right.
3: Mitch, how about you? Um, I actually started pretty early too. I I'm kind of an extreme personality, and no. so I, I know it's <laughs> shocker. But I grew up in this little town of Newton, Iowa, uh-huh. and I got into bikes at about. 12. And uh, there was one bike shop in town, and I loved the bike shop. And so basically, I spent every day I could there in the summer of my 12th year and basically tried to do anything to get them so they wouldn't have me arrested for loitering. <laughs> so I swept out the alley, I dusted down bikes, I mowed the owner of the bike shop's lawn when he wasn't looking, wow. you know, all those kinds of <laughs> things. Wow. Yes. And at the end of that summer, they actually gave me a job. So I started working there when I was 13 and worked there through college. Absolutely mm-hmm. loved it. Sounds like the beginning of a movie. Oh, oh, my not like Yeah, right? Yeah. The, Maybe the, a bad movie, but it was fantastic. <laughs> it was a great great experience. The owners of, of the bike shop are still friends, amazing friends, like, huge mentors in my life. Do you still
0: have a passion for bicycles? No. No?
3: <laughs> not at all. What's funny is within a year, I lost my passion for bikes and increased my passion for sales and understanding people and all that wow. stuff. So I still wow. bought bikes, love yeah. bikes. Uh, I still ride a bike once in a while, but it,
0: it kind of shifted. Yeah. So, yeah. Tammy, do you still have a passion I, for details? I not. I do not. <laughs> yeah. I do do
1: not have a pas- passion for walking beans or detasseling, no. <laughs> I, I like eating corn, but
0: yeah. you know. yeah. There you go. We're, we're Iowans. Yes. Who, who yes. doesn't right. like eating sweet yeah, corn? Yeah, but yes. not detasseling, no. Emily, what was first standout job or Uh something that- that, This is going to be good. What what was it?
2: (laughs) It was babysitting for Mitch. (laughs) What's
3: up? Emily Emily made a date night every Tuesday night possible for Melissa and I. She would come over and she was, hands down, the boys' favorite babysitter- both, of, of course, kinds. they will kill me. But both of them had a crush on her, <laughs> uh, and they thought they had a shot. You know, it's like I think they were six and nice. eight. Uh-huh. And you were in high school, so uh-huh. you know, sometimes. But um, <laughs> she was fantastic, and she would be there every Tuesday
0: night, yeah. and it was it was a. A long-time tradition. Yes. Is, this, is wow. this wrong of me that when you said I used to babysit Mitch, I really pictured you babysitting? <laughs> well, that, that was Mitch? actually probably true, <laughs> too. Yeah, <laughs> That was probably true, too. Yes, yes. Because let's face it, Emily's always the most mature person There in the is table. zero <laughs> doubt. We would ask God. her for advice. She would <laughs> stick around afterwards. Emily, what do you think we should do on yes. this? <laughs> yeah.
1: she give you parenting advice.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. You know, you guys could back off on this a little bit. It would really help out. Like, yeah. Okay,
0: Emily, you're right. Anytime, <laughs> reel that back, right? Oh. Exactly. Oh my goodness.
2: Uh and for you?
0: Oh wow. So I had a lot of odd jobs. I was worked in a grocery store, stock shelves. Uh, worked in a drugstore in Chicago. Delivered prescription drugs to people mm-hmm. in in the pharmacist nice. Ford Pinto that had a hole in the in the base of where you put your feet. <laughs> oh yeah, didn't but,
1: all Ford Pintos have that? Yeah, yeah they, right, exactly.
0: So, so you had a You could see the street, you nice. know, just by looking down. It's like a reverse uh, convertible. It, it was incredible. <laughs> uh, and then during college, I worked at a golf course, which was really fun. Yeah, nice. oh, yeah. Um, that that was a blast. And had uh, yeah, we. We would close the shop at the end of the day, and then we'd get out and go play golf in the dark and make up our own golf course. And you know, like that doesn't sound bad. Nine hundred and twenty yard par seven. That was like a dream job. (laughs) (laughs) It was. It was fun. It was. No, this is the dream. Oh well, yeah. Yeah, There it is. There it is. This is it. So, uh, welcome, you guys. We're really glad you're here. Those jobs lead to other jobs, right? Mm -hmm. And and they have for us. It's all part of the story that God writes. And we want to talk about that. We want to talk about, or is there an intersection between faith and work? And so, to get us started on that, let's dive right into our two-minute drill.
2: Two-minute drill. Two-minute drill! drill. Okay, first one, where does faith intersect with who we are and how we function at work?
0: Who wants it? Who wants to toss the first question? (laughs)
1: You want to go first? Sure, I'll go first. Um, to me, it's not an intersection. It's just who I am at work. Wow. Sure. My faith is is just a part of me, mm.
0: um,
1: and so I show up to work as as who I am, and faith is the number one thing in my life, mm. and so I just wear it on my sleeve, right? Mm. Yeah, and so um, I'm there every day uh, and show up at work like that, and. And when I show up at work it's I just want to be there and express myself as a faithful person mm-hmm. and it's there to love mm-hmm. you know I, I always think when I go to work um, and it's a cliche, but what would Jesus do mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in that environment, and I think of everybody as you know God made all these creatures mm-hmm. and beautiful people that I'm working with um Good or bad, mm-hmm. and what can I do to help? Um, just show them I love them. Yeah, and so to me, it, it's I, I can't separate it.
0: I love that, and and right, cliche maybe, but there's thing cliches don't get to become cliches unless they have some merit, right? right? And mm-hmm. and so there are bad ones, but yeah, following Jesus and letting Him align the way we live out our daily life at work, I think that's that's uh, that's pretty safe and pretty. Pretty good guiding light mm-hmm. uh, for us. How about you, Mitch? Um, you know,
3: I, I love the question because it's one of those. I was thinking back through, uh, you know, as I really tried to kind of grow in my faith. I was entering into the marketplace in the in the workplace and. I think initially I thought it was all about the rules, right? Like, I need to prove that I'm living by Jesus' rules to everyone mm, yeah, that I work with. Yes. um, And that didn't go so great. And then it was about evangelism. Like, I must share my faith with everyone, yeah. therefore uh-huh. they will start to follow Jesus just like me, uh-huh. which, again, did not tend to work no. that well, right? Like, so the rules and the the, you know, evangelism. But when I started to just focus on what God had and and the relationship, right, like yeah. th- to actually be guided by him, to feel his peace, mm-hmm. uh, to help others to love well, those other things actually came along with mm-hmm. it, you know, living by what God mm-hmm. would want us right. to do. And, and uh, you know, evangelizing came as a result of people being curious or be- people being, um, you know— uh, the connect with that, that love and that, that sense of peace. So, it's one of those where I realized when I focus on the relationship, that, that guided me.
0: That's right. I know the bell rang, but that's a guide, more than, <laughs> more, especially given Mitch's last answer. Right, uh, right. Relationship over rules. Right. Yeah. But that is really, I think, worth noting, just real briefly, that relationship over rules is something we talk about theologically, it's something we talk about biblically as, yeah. as mm-hmm. we read through uh, stories of scripture but it applies doesn't yeah. it? it it applies in our daily life yes. it applies in the workplace too that probably the most effective way uh, to be a to be a christian and to find that intersection is to be who you are yeah and to focus on that relationship because that uh, that too is going to align you right in, and, mm-hmm. and 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 lead to the actions and behaviors and words and conversations yep. that you want to have is an ambassador of Jesus. And that's enough for now.
2: (laughs) It's good. Uh, Second question, how can we know God's will when it comes to making career decisions?
1: Yeah. That's a big one. It is a big one. And a lot of times I think we put too much pressure on ourselves on this one, Mm. thinking God wants us to be specifically a a particular career, Mm -hmm. right? And what I think we need to take a step back at, at is... God has put us in a particular place at a particular time yeah. mm-hmm. for a particular pr- purpose right mm-hmm. He's made us um, on purpose for a purpose mm-hmm. and is it a particular career well I don't I don't know but in our career we can accomplish God's will right mm-hmm. and we just have to be open to what that is. It might be as simple as smiling at someone mm. yeah. at a day. And we just have to have our ears open to what God wants us to do each and every day. Mm. It might be saying something to somebody, sending somebody a note and have our ears and minds and hearts open to God, what did it what is it that you want me to accomplish? for your will today in my workplace. Mm -hmm. And it it doesn't have to be a grand, huge thing. Like it is maybe for some people that we see on missions or in pastoral work Mm -hmm. or things like that, we underestimate the impacts we can have on some very small things, I think. Um, And again, I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves that it needs to be some grandmaster. Am I in the right job? Mm -hmm. But you know what? You're there today to make huge impacts Mm -hmm. in very small ways sometimes. Yeah, Mitch?
3: Um, I agree. I think it's, it's one of those that, uh, especially with working people with people one-on-one, you see that, especially with people of faith. Sometimes they can put so much pressure on themselves to say, am I being called yes. by God yeah, to yeah. this? And if I'm not, then I must be missing it. It's right. like, mm-hmm. you know, to just kind of breathe and say, hey, first off, wherever you're at, be you and mm-hmm. be you know ask god what are you calling me to and of course we want to find out more of what god has for us what he's calling to us or calling us to do and i think you know some people are like how do i hear from god more and i think one of the best ways to do it, it's not the only way by any means but to to dive into scripture and say you know one of the best ways to see what god's calling you to is to see and read and learn about what he's called other people to mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. he's walked alongside right. them because sometimes you can read a story and go oh that feels like me today, or that's you know the story from the Old Testament or New Testament to go mm-hmm. that connected with me today and help them in that in that journey. Whether they're you know in feeling called exactly to what they're doing, or yeah. maybe feeling called to something new because that can happen too. Seasons mm-hmm. change and we can be called to something new. Yeah. So God can kind of guide us, and, and we can know more of His will sometimes by looking at how He's
0: guided others.
2: Yeah. Right? That's so good. Uh, third question: What can someone do to cope with difficult coworkers and reduce workplace drama?
0: Well, that never happens. <laughs> no, not no, well. Not at hope. This must be <laughs> oh, so heavenly to work. Right, here. <laughs> Tammy, you're you're in human resources, yes. uh and did that for a massive company mm-hmm. uh, called Principal, where you were overseeing that whole department. Mm-hmm. You must see a lot of you. Workplace drama must be a part of your daily drama, life, right? Yes. <laughs>
1: I think it's part of everybody's life, honestly. And, you know, at Hope, we're fond of calling some of those people EGR or Extra Grace Required <laughs> yes. people. Yes. Um, I like to use that term. Um, and one of the things, a couple things you can do is, again, look at these those people of, as children of God. Mm. Um, and another thing is, and I've had to work on this continually, but don't judge. Mm. You never know what those people are coming to work with, right? Mm. What kinds of things and struggles they've had that morning, that evening, at home, whether or not they're struggling with their children, with some sort of abuse or addictions, and what baggage they're coming with. And so, give them grace,
2: mm.
1: you know, and pray for them. Mm. You know, you, we can bring prayer to the workplace and to, to people Without them even being aware of it, yeah. And so, a lot of times, you, you do that. You pray not only for yourself to have patience with them, and but for them to open their hearts too. Mm-hmm. And so, prayer is a powerful thing in those instances, I believe. Yeah, to get through that drama and get through those difficult people. Yeah. Mitch?
2: I agree.
3: Uh, I agree with all of that. I think, mm-hmm. you know, being able to find the place in your heart where you can give, you know, compassion and grace and meet people where they're at. And I'm probably opening up a whole can of worms that you could speak to as well. Please but do. sometimes being kind is actually. Moving that person or yes. firing that person, yeah. it is right. Like I completely agree. Sometimes the kindest thing we can do is help them find a better spot because sometimes they are acting that way because they are in the wrong seat. One hundred percent. And mm. so sometimes I think it's easy. I think for Jesus people especially to go, wait, the kind thing is to just coddle them, or mm. you know, and we do. We want to we want to bring compassion. We want to bring grace. Mm. But sometimes the absolute best thing we can do is help them move on.
1: And that's. Being transparent with them and having direct conversations yep. about what's going yeah. on mm-hmm. and moving forward yeah. in those directions because we
3: can be compassionate and coach them right, uh, but also hold them accountable. Yes, and and those kinds of things. So I think that's a really important thing, to, uh, a balance to strike.
1: And I tell you what, having been through many many of those conversations and moved people along, ninety nine point nine percent of the time, people are happier, <sighs> and more successful yep. in those movements. Yep. Mm-hmm. Seems
0: to me that underneath that is 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 the virtue of honesty. Right. Yes. Mean, the the yep. biblical. Of virtue of honesty to say, I'm really not doing you any favors yeah. if if I can't be honest with you about mm-hmm. the fact that this isn't a fit right? right. Right. That this isn't this isn't working for you and it's it's not working for the people around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that can make people difficult yes. to work with. Right, right. Yeah. It puts the E in E G R, right? The extra extra and the extra grace right. required yeah. to love these folks. Yep. Yes. So
2: Avoiding tough conversations isn't often going to help. Right, oh,
0: exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Emily, you are actually a master at this. Uh, <laughs> there are times, I'm just going to say this, that there are times when Emily's like, well, there's, there's some conflict and it's going to be a great day. <laughs> because, she, because, because she's quite gifted at moving into those situations and meeting and, and helping people find win-wins.
2: Yeah. It's not that I love conflict. I just love the idea of getting through it. Like, there's health on the other side.
0: Yeah, and there's no health in the midst of of the tension, right? So,
2: there's no reason to let it go on if you can get through it. And
3: I think I can say, too, being family members and all, Uh that that (laughs) it's not because it's your favorite thing. Like, Uh you've actually had to choose to be good at this. That's right. Right? Like, I think some people are like, oh, some people are just good at conflict. Like, that Uh is something you had to do just decide, because of tough situations in your life or whatever, you had to decide, I've got to get good at this, right? Because you know, I mean, everybody has to deal with conflict. Everybody has to deal with drama. But you've made some conscious decisions, you know, gone after training, really worked that muscle, and now you really are good at it, Mm -hmm. right? So, yeah.
2: Um, Next question, where can someone find motivation to endure long days at work or a dead-end job?
0: You know, it's kind of the same same kind of issue just the other side of the coin right so EGRs are, are dealing with difficult people is how do I handle people at work who are rubbing me the wrong way uh-huh. but what if I'm having a bad day mm-hmm. what, what, right. what, what if I'm having a hard time getting through it right mm-hmm. Mitch where, what would you say to those folks I think I mean that happens quite a bit if you look at statistics uh, you know the Gallup
3: Uh, organization put a lot of different research into this. Mm. And uh, if you look at it, about 70% of the American workforce is not necessarily happy or satisfied Mm. with what they do. So this is a very common experience. So some of the questions I always ask is, one, what are you doing to take care of you? Right, Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of times we move into that uh, dissatisfaction or we feel burnout or we're not happy with our job because we're not taking care of ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, We might be burnt and just exhausted. So, it's it's that. But a lot of times I think sometimes people will start to say, I'm feeling dissatisfied. I'm not feeling stretched. And so, sometimes Mm -hmm. I think they look to their job like – help me to stretch, help me to, you know, uh, achieve something new. And and sometimes your job will do that, but sometimes it won't. And so mm-hmm. you have to look to other things. So I always say, you know, find different ways to experiment. And experimenting doesn't necessarily mean quitting your job and moving to Tahiti, although that wouldn't be bad, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but that's probably there's, not there's, what most people yeah. will do, There'd right? There'd be so, some advantages. Exactly yeah. <laughs> right. So to, but to say, like, look for those different ways. If you're feeling a little bit of burnout or you're not enjoying your position anymore, I'm not one to say, you know, take a, blind leap of faith quit and go start something new try some other things like take a night class you know pick up a hobby mm. or I know for me I was I, I worked in the pharmaceutical, world for a number of years. It was a great fit when I started. It became a bad fit because I changed, the industry changed, um, and it was one of those things. My soul was starting to die while I was driving to work, but hmm. we lived a sitcom life, which was single income, two children, oppressive mortgage, so I couldn't just quit, um, and so I started I started to experiment with having a business on the side, and it took a little while, but that hmm. then blossomed into something that mm-hmm. I do full-time. Mm-hmm. I've learned something
0: new today. Yeah. The, 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 yeah. sitcom life. That, that's awesome. Yes. The bell went off. Sorry. Because because that's us. But Tammy, what would you add?
1: Yeah. So I would just add too is when you're feeling overwhelmed and overworked too is just take a step back and and try to figure out why are why are you working and who are you working for? And I think too, ultimately we're working for the Lord. Mm-hmm. right? That's ultimately our boss.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: I think that kind of gives you extra motivation mm-hmm. um for what's your purpose and what are you doing this work for? Yeah. It's not your boss. It's not for you, really. It's not for the money. If you're really in the job that you want to be, you do everything for God, yeah. right? And so, that can kind of get you through some of those times.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's Colossians 3.23 that yeah. says, work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather right. than for people. Exactly. Yeah. That I've found really helps a lot of people. It does. And, and I think that's mm-hmm. what you're referring to, Tim. It
1: is. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah, good stuff. Yeah. God, you know, God's Word, amazing how that, <laughs> you know. It's, it's, Who knew? It so, should be a bestseller. <laughs> it, it's so relevant. It's always what, what, a, what a shocker. <laughs> I love it.
2: Last question. How can you live out your faith at work if company policy says to keep it to yourself?
1: Mm-hmm. That's a good one. It is yeah. a great one. It's a good one, but I I find it really easy to do in very subtle ways. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, you know, huh. it's not like you have to be carrying your Bible to, to all your meetings or anything, but yeah. it's in subtle ways where you know when people ask you how things are going or whatever, you say you say words like I'm blessed. Mm. You know, when people ask you what are you doing this weekend, well. Go to church, mm-hmm. you know, and, and things like that. And then people ask you more about that. You find that that facilitates conversations because I, I have found, well, they'll be like, oh, where do you go to church at? Or mm-hmm. I go to church here. And mm-hmm. that, that you know, facilitates conversations. And, you know, when people, you know, are having problems with, hey, someone got diagnosed with cancer or whatever, well, I'll bring up, oh, you know what? My mom just got diagnosed with her second bout of cancer. And then, you know, faith is the thing that's bringing us through. Mm. And, you know, it it's those organic conversations mm-hmm. that develop where you can bring in those those topics and yeah. you can talk about how how important faith is in my life yep. and how it's gotten me through a lot of things with my fa- with my family and with our, our different struggles that we've had, yeah. And then again, or church activities or whatever, just in normal everyday conversations. You don't have to be a bulldozer. You don't have mm. to be a bulldozer. Yeah. You know, I have you know fun jewelry that has big crosses on it or whatever. Sure. You know, again, just all kinds of just subtle things. Yeah. Um, that you can bring up in just everyday conversations. That's great.
0: That is good stuff, and that comes from a perspective of experience, Mitch. You have a ton of experience coaching yeah. people on this. Team. Yeah. Well, and I think it's
3: one of those that. Uh, Uh, You know, God didn't say, or, you know, Jesus, when he was asked, you know, what's the most important commandments, he didn't say, love God and then, you know, be right at work. You know, yeah. kind of that whole thing. He said, love God and love others, mm-hmm. right? And so I think sometimes it, we all know that person that shared their faith because they want to show everybody they're right. Yeah. Right? Like, yes. I'm right. You're wrong. You should follow what I do. It's like, no, that's not what that we're doesn't talking about. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's bad. That that's bad, uh, you know, for anyone.
1: Preaching. Exactly. Exactly. Work, so to,
3: to look for ways to love people well, mm-hmm. right? Like, I think in today's day and age, just seeing people is one of the best things that we can do to love mm-hmm. people well. You know, if you see somebody having a bad day, just stop and check in with them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then be able to mention like, "Hey, I'll pray for you." Or sometimes yes. it's that loving someone and helping them in some way or just showing up to to really, you know, meet them where they're at, I think is really big, but I think it's also one of those things where you know God wants us to have this amazing life, right? Mm-hmm. And and to walk in peace and joy. And if we do that in today's marketplace, that makes us weird and a curiosity. Uh-huh. And if people see that on a regular basis, right? They'll be like, "What what makes you that way?" Yeah. Right? Like if you're yeah. consistently that way, what is it that makes you that way? Cuz if they see you on the good days and the bad days still Leaning on your faith or or still finding joy or still mm-hmm. finding peace, that's going to be the most compelling thing. It's mm-hmm. not going to be, are you right on this particular idea or theological, you know, whatever. It's, I want that, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's one of the best ways we can do that, walk out our faith is to be a curiosity, yeah. you know? Yeah.
1: I think it circles back to one of the responses from our first question is all about building relationships yeah. mm-hmm. and, you know, showing kindness, showing kindness to our customers, right. showing kindness to our co-workers, mm-hmm. you know, everybody, and people see that. And again, I want a piece of that. Right? Mm-hmm. Why, like, why do they have that? that?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's take that. We've talked about relationships. We've talked about integrity. We've talked about how to deal with difficult people, how to deal with yourself when you're having a difficult time. Mm-hmm. I, I think all... Uh, pretty relevant issues for different people who are hearing this in different places. But let's take a deeper dive. Mm. Let's let us dive in deeper into just a couple of things that really have stood out for me in the conversation. Uh, one, takes those relationships and being a witness, right, for Christ, and, and not necessarily being a witness for Christ in a way that's ineffective. It, it's not just that it's ineffective in the workplace. It's ineffective for the sake of of. The, the Lord that we follow. Right. Uh, if we're going to come off uh, or approach people with a sledgehammer instead of with open arms,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, that's going to be highly ineffective in the workplace mm-hmm. for the sake of getting people into a place where maybe their hearts would be open to a relationship with God. How, not, not, not just that, but how does that play out? So, what do people, how important is it that what people see in you you know, you both talked about we want them to see the love, the joy, the peace—things um, that stand out to to our coworkers. And this would go outside of the workplace too, right? To our neighbors, to our mm. friends and social circles. How important is that? Uh, and let me get more specific, and so that you can really dig into it. How important is integrity uh, in 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 the marketplace? In a you know, I'm I've had jobs before I went to seminary, and became a pastor, but they were part timeish to full timeish seasonal type jobs. So, I get a taste, right? But I'm not in that world mm. uh, that so many of the people who are tuning in now are in, that you guys are leaders in. Uh, how important is integrity in today's marketplace as a witness uh, of, of the Jesus that resides in you, the spirit that's in you? And, and do you have any examples of that, things that you see on a daily basis?
1: Yeah, I think... Uh, integrity is the key to everything. It's incredibly important because again you're you're being a witness, and you, you can't be perfect. nobody's perfect. Right. and integrity, I think, is also aligned with being vulnerable and mm-hmm. humble because you do have to admit mistakes. You do have to admit when you're wrong, but that just strengthens your strengthens your integrity.
0: yeah, it's very human, and it's very it's, honest it
1: is, mm-hmm. um, but you have to be willing to do that and but integrity you know unfortunately is not widespread mm. <laughs> amongst mm. many businesses today
0: does integrity work as a business strategy mm.
1: absolutely mm. yeah you are way more successful Mm-hmm. Way more successful if you have integrity. Mm-hmm. And you see, you can you can ride success for a while, mm-hmm. but it always catches up to you. And I think we see examples of that in the marketplace because it does catch up with you, and it blows up eventually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Eventually.
3: I—, I- I love the era that we live in. I mean, there's some really messed up things about the era that we live in, but uh, I, I like that we have indoor plumbing. I like air conditioning, that kind of stuff. Um, social media is one of the things with our era that yeah. make it unique to other uh, generations in the past, right? And I think it's interesting with integrity. I think integrity is one of the beautiful aspects of social media in that in a lot of ways, social media in In other generations, you wouldn't always have to act with integrity. you could really outrun uh you know maybe you lived in a small town, maybe it was a little harder to hide mm-hmm. in a small town. but if you lived in a big city, you didn't have to you know you didn't always have to have as much integrity because mm-hmm. you know maybe a few people knew about you, but they didn't
0: yeah. but you know where the
3: shadows are and you exactly know exactly yeah, you know, right. yeah
0: exactly right today in today's
3: era. Everybody lives in a small town, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's it's we, in social oh, wow. media, you can't it's, outrun that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, and we've seen we've seen some very you know big name people go down, yeah. and, and they'd been outrunning it or mm-hmm. trying to outrun integrity issues for a long time, mm-hmm. and and kind of social media caught up with them. So I think in some ways, if, if we think about it that way, it's, social media provides a little extra accountability. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. we, that should yeah. not be the goal. Like I've got to do this because social media, <laughs> right? But I, it's kind of a beautiful you know byproduct. Of of social media in our era. But I think to your point is yeah. that, you know, acting, you know, out of integrity, you know, if, if that's your goal, that's a really hard ball to keep in the air. Mm-hmm. But I think that's one of the beautiful things about, you know, trying to really grow in our relationship with Jesus, right? Is that if we're doing that or as we do that, um you hope that's a natural byproduct like it starts to impact the decisions you're making so you're not making the decision of i'm going to decide this because of how it might look mm-hmm. right because that's pretty exhausting mm-hmm. i don't know about mm-hmm. you guys but it's like i've lived that where you just try to live to other people's standards or you you live in a way where you hope you'll impress somebody mm-hmm. but, you know that's just exhausting but to be able to say all right i think you know, based on what I know and based on my, my you know, relationship with God, this is how I'm going to make this decision. Um, and it may not, you know, in some cases, it may be an obvious, you know, an intelligent business decision. In other cases, it might mean making less money or it mm-hmm. might mean, you know, we've talked about something. We do a, a lot of online training and we've learned a lot about, you know, we could tweak this statement just a little bit. And we probably could sell a lot more of this particular program or this training if we mm. just tweaked it. I mean, it wouldn't really be a lie. You know, it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. um, I, I want to be able to sleep. I want to be able yeah. to, you know, look myself in the mirror, those kinds of things. So it's that you try to do the best you can in every decision that you can. But also know that God is forgiving. And when you do mm-hmm. make mistakes, because they'll come, or at least in my world, they come, then to be able to say, hey, I made it, I, or I made a. I, made, I botched. I, yeah. I made a mistake, and to be able to be real with people, because I think that's what people look for. Is they don't necessarily look for you to be perfect, but they yeah. do look for consistency. Yes. So to be able to say, if you make a mistake, then okay, is part of my integrity owning up to Own that. Confess. And, and, then, yes. and then, and then, maybe, because there's freedom in that too, mm-hmm. right?
2: We Mark, talk. Sorry, we talk ahead. a lot about being authentic. Yeah, yeah. and I think mm-hmm. that that is what this is. Yeah. If you're going to try to make subtle statements in the workplace Mm -hmm. to have people notice your faith, that's not going to go very far if they don't think that you have integrity. Right,
0: Right. exactly. Yep. I think we have to keep in mind the goal, too, right? Mm -hmm. Is is the goal um, being successful? And how do you define that? Mm -hmm. Uh, Jesus' words are both um, helpful and haunting, right? Mm -hmm. What does it profit a man to gain the whole world but lose his Mm -hmm. soul? And that's not just men, that's women, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, In the Greek, it's a lot more obvious that it's all genders, but what what does it profit us to to go after things that ultimately aren't going to satisfy us? Right, and get them. There's I, I run into so many people. I counsel so many people who say, you know, in the marketplace, I'm a massive success. Uh, I've I've made it, you know, to the top of my of my career. I, I I've hit the pinnacle, and yet there's still an emptiness. Right, it's mm-hmm. it's it's dissatisfying. So, I think we have to keep the goal in mind, mm-hmm. and, and the goal has got to be deeper than just making money. There's nothing wrong with making money, no. right? If you're doing it with integrity, mm-hmm, if you're doing it mm-hmm. ethically in a Christ-like way. In fact, it can help. It, it, it absolutely can help other people. Mm-hmm. You're, you're bettering the economy. You're mm-hmm. making life better for a ton of people in that way. And I don't, So, I don't mean to minimize it like, oh, money doesn't matter mattered a lot in Jesus' day because he taught more about money than he did about prayer, and that's right. not to minimize mm-hmm. the importance of prayer. But what's the goal? Is, is the goal to be famous? Well, that's not going to end well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> it, 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 is the goal to be rich? It, well, that's going to be dissatisfying. Mm-hmm. It, is the goal something deeper? Is mm-hmm. the goal to be the person which you've both talked about today? To be the person God has created you to be, not just on Sundays at church, mm-hmm. Uh, or when you're listening to a Christian podcast, mm-hmm. right? Right. But in your day-to-day life, in your mm-hmm. interactions, in your relationships, in, and I love the way that you've both said that too, Mitch, right there at the end, We're, none of us are going to be able to carry this out perfectly. Right. So, I'm not, trying no. to, I'm not trying to set a bar up super high. It's like, okay, Christians, you know, out there in the workplace, you got to be perfect. And uh, otherwise, you're going to not only mess up your career, but you're going to mess up the kingdom of heaven for right. God. Right, yeah, exactly. Everything's going to fall You really mess things up. <laughs> yeah. so, so thanks for tuning in uh, for this very soothing podcast today. But there's this wonderful thing called grace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's one of the best things about being a Christian is we get to admit, instead of pretending, right. it gets to what you were saying, Emily, instead of pretending... That we're perfect. We get to be authentic mm-hmm. and to acknowledge mm-hmm. that, that we are all sinners in need of a Savior at work, too. Right? Yes. But there's integrity in that. Right. Because yes. it's honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's, one of
3: the things I also realized, you know, uh, kind of growing in my faith or just, you know, learning about God is when I first got started or really started growing my faith, in some ways, I kind of thought the big payoff was heaven right like if i do it right yeah. yeah i end well i get to go to heaven sweet right like and that's awesome i'm looking mm-hmm. forward to heaven don't get me wrong but when i started to really look especially through the lens of life and since life and work are so intermingled i started to realize like heaven's awesome it's going to be amazing right but almost all of what god talks about is What does he want life to look like, Mm -hmm. right? Like, not just end of life, but life. Like, you know, there's a verse in in Ephesians 3 where he's like, he wants us to have a life that's exceedingly abundantly beyond Mm -hmm. what we could hope, dream, Mm -hmm. or imagine, Mm -hmm. which means we're talking with him about what we hope, dream, or imagine, and he wants what's better. And I think that's also one of the things when it comes to our work. Now, that doesn't always mean rainbows and butterflies and little ponies every day Mm -hmm. or that it's going to be easy. Like, you don't see him say, I want it to be easy, yeah, amazing, abundant. He says, I want it to be exceedingly abundantly beyond, right? Mm-hmm. Which means probably going to be work. Some days you're going to love that work. Some days you're not. But I think it's that whole thing of going, wait, he wants to be in it with us. And as a result, there's probably going to be some times where we might have some success that get people's attention, or we're mm-hmm. going to be able to be in a moment to really meet someone where they need it. Mm-hmm. And And so, it's this amazing thing. Like, again, don't don't get me wrong, I'm looking forward to heaven, it's going to be <laughs> yeah, amazing. Yeah. But
0: it's like, it's actually in the moment, day to day, that that this relationship is playing out. Okay. Yeah. I hear you I, talking about a redefinition of success, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. changing the way we see that, that it's something far deeper than what the world would suggest it mm-hmm. is. Right. And that it, it hits us in a way that's going to ultimately lead to that abundant life that right. Jesus mm-hmm. spoke about, that Jesus spoke about. Mitch, I hate to say it, but actually Jesus said that. Right, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. You've done
1: well and, to yeah, grab yeah, onto that. Exactly. Yeah. Uh,
0: Tammy, I, what, what, what else would you say about that? Yeah,
1: so I just would add, um, to Mitch's point, I kind of always thought, too, the ultimate was getting to heaven, but I have, you know, in the last few years— my blessing has been just the relationship mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I have continued to have with with Jesus mm. and with God in my prayer life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I always thought, too, prayer should just be very structured. I should have this formula. I pray in the morning or I pray at night. Um, and again, had the pressure of what that prayer should look like in mm-hmm. just a very formalized way. Now, I have conversations with God all day long. Yeah, <laughs> and they're very, they are just like He's right next to me. Hmm. And before I go into a meeting, I'm like, "Okay, God, mm-hmm. you know, help me discern, you know, all this information that I'm going to have, or help me with this, you know, coworker that I've got going on mm-hmm. here. Help me soften my heart uh, and listen mm-hmm. to Him." And or I come out of a meeting. Oh my goodness, gosh, God, I just totally screwed up in there. I could have done mm. so much better. Help me. You know, yeah. I mean yeah. it's a constant conversation with him. And it just enriched has enriched my life so so much at work and at home. And that is success to me. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm.
0: it's a, it's a keen awareness of God's presence in your daily it life. It is. Yep. Yeah. That that you don't you don't walk into the doors of your workplace alone. No. That God is
1: with He's you. He's with me all the time and in the details of yeah. my life. And I depend on him so much for everything there.
0: Let's, we only have a couple minutes left, but this has flown by. I mean, yeah. p- p- part of this is we have some really noted experts yes. in the community on this. Yeah, so good. Uh, Mitch, you've got a podcast called Dream, Think, Do, yep. which I highly recommend people check in. You've got Thank a you. book uh, that is awesome called Dream Job Redefined. Uh, Tammy, you are, in addition to being, um, this person who's letting your light shine in the workplace in in some really highly influential ways. Uh, You also are... Um, the president-elect, which is like the highest officer of this whole church, you're my boss <laughs> uh, in, in a lot of ways. Uh, and uh, so, so leadership's important. So, you're both very busy. Mm-hmm. I, I said that to kind of say, okay, so in addition to you, like your day jobs, you mm-hmm. have all these other things going on. You're both very active in the church. You're both happily married, Tammy, you to Greg and Mitch, uh, you to Mel, and you've got kids and they're wonderful. How do you balance all that out? And just in a minute, how would you summarize? Yeah. How do you counsel people at work or as you coach them? Yeah. Uh, how do you find that balance between work and Getting some rest yeah. and, and mm-hmm. having some balance with family and those yeah. kinds of
1: things. Well, first of all, I don't like the term balance because it assumes an equality between nice. all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, I prefer the term integration. Mm-hmm. And so… And let me
0: let me phrase the question. How do you integrate?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, uh, yeah. Work and family and all those
1: So, things. because nowadays… It, and, and let me preface it to: It's going to be different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody has their own, you know, limits about what how they want to do it. But integration and today with technology, you know, people leave work and come to do a podcast, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and you know what, or on vacation, some people you know, want to do a little bit and need to do catching up in the mornings or whatever, and then ha- enjoy their family in the afternoon. So, with technology, fortunately, we're able to do a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And and so, that integration, to me, is find your own way about what works for you. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes people do need to set that separation time and block that time. And some for some people, it's, you know, you... You leave work a little bit early, you set that time with your children or your family in the evening, and then you get you get back online at nine or ten o'clock at night and do some work. It's just you figure out what works for you mm-hmm. um, in that way and just integrate your life the best way that that you can manage it.
0: It just hit me it's such a that's such a wise. Uh, response. And so in, in it, and it takes into account that we live in a digital world. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so work comes home with you, right? Mm-hmm. It does. Mitch, you run into this all the time. I yeah. mean, it, it's part of your day to day life right. too. So I'm sure you're coaching people on a regular basis. Like, how do I? How do I find that? How do I shut it off? Yeah. Do, or should
3: I? Should yeah. I keep it going all the time? Well, it's I love the integration word because I think it is to search for balance. Everybody just feels all over the you know all over the place anyway. So it's that is that's fleeting. But to say, all right, how do I mm-hmm. integrate? And I think you're you're right. And it, what's what's interesting is it really is unique to each person, right? So I always say if I'm if I'm looking to rest or talking with someone, coaching someone about how they rest. They have to make it unique to them. Mm -hmm. So like some of the filters on that are, are you an introvert or are are you an extrovert? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I am an introvert, hardcore. I am an introvert who's learned to do extroverted things. So I know when my rest, if I truly want to rest, I have to take care of my inner introvert, Mm -hmm. right? So I had some speaking gigs this week, some travel. So I know I've got to have, if I really want to take care of me and I have some rest, rest means alone, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Quietly. Right now, but if you're an extrovert, rest might mean gathering up five of your closest (laughs) friends and spending a lot of time Mm -hmm. together. Not for me, right? So it's that are you? You know, so those filters. One of the other things we realized—you mentioned my wife Melissa. uh, You know, when it comes to rest, one of the other questions we ask or filter that through is like the love languages, Mm -hmm. right? So for my wife, love her primary love language is acts of service. Mm. So for her, if we're going to rest on a Sunday that might actually mean lawn care. (laughs) <laughs> right? Because she loves working in the lawn <laughs> mm-hmm. and if I mow the grass, that is a an act of love. Yes. It's not a chore, it's an act of love. <laughs> now, for me, acts of service, not so much, right? <laughs> so, like, I, I say, all right, we're gonna rest but we're gonna rest together. She knows for me, it's quality time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it's gonna be, all right, we might do some yard work and then we might go for a hike, just yeah. her and I. Mm-hmm. Quality time, right? right? So, we, mm-hmm. we have to filter in those. That's a part of that integration, yeah. too, is to say, how do I, and if you're married or you have family. How do we rest, and how do we do that together, and take care of that? You know, protect each other. In yeah, that?
2: it's oh. that God's wired us all different, right? Yeah.
0: It's yeah. part of the amazing mess, yeah. you know, that that is life. And it's really important to keep that in mind as, as you go through things. My wife and I preached together not long yeah. ago on marriage, and she's an extrovert. I'm an introvert. On the way home, we're pulling in. And I said. <laughs> So, now you know, how, you know how exhausting it is, right, right. To, to do it emotionally. Right. Uh, to go, as an introvert, it's exhausting yeah. to stand in front of that many people and speak. Mm-hmm. And she's an extrovert. She's an extrovert's extrovert. She's right. way out on the extroversion edge, right? She goes, oh, I'm just fired up. Exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, it's, it's like,
0: that's like, that was energy producing for her, <laughs> right. right? Absolutely draining for exactly. me. So, it's, it's how God's wired you up. And this is a Sabbath thing. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. God gave us a Sabbath mm-hmm. command for a reason, and I cannot encourage people enough Study after study shows you can get more work done six days yep. and taking a full day mm-hmm. off, having a Sabbath, than you can if you keep working seven mm-hmm. nonstop and just grinding and pushing and and driving. Uh, ultimately, you're going to get less done. You're going to mm-hmm. be less productive right. that way. So, that rest thing, God meant it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I wish we could keep going. <laughs> uh, but we have to wrap up. Uh, let's, just, let's just put a pin in all of this. It hit me that we could do a whole podcast almost every single one of these issues (laughs) with you two. Uh, So, thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for sharing your hearts. Thank you for sharing your faith. Thanks for being people who integrate uh, Mm. faith and work and do so in imperfect but wonderfully faithful and highly effective ways. Emily, what was your mic drop moment? Let's wrap it up.
2: Yeah. You know, when we were talking about just general ways to show your faith in uh, the workplace, I think, Tam, you said the word settle. Mm-hmm. And that stood out to me because it's not that we have to have this big sign on our office or something, uh, but that it's little ways. And Mitch, you talked about that can be just loving people mm-hmm. and that standing out. And I think that, that those are easy things, little things that we can all do. Yeah, that's good. How
0: about you, Mitch? Did you have a mic drop moment today? We have forty five minutes for this, Stop right? Yeah. Like, just, this this section
3: alone. We, so we have forty five seconds. <laughs> okay, excellent. Well, I think the integration. I think that's just such a great word because mm-hmm. I think that's what we've been talking about. With you know, I think uh, whether it's work life integration Mm -hmm. um, or even prayer, like Mm -hmm. what you were talking about. It's that whole thing of I used to think, okay, I've got to pray from 6 to 6.30 in the morning, and it's got to look this way. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, it's integrated. It's a part of Mm -hmm. our whole day. And Mm -hmm. as we do that, then the relationship grows too. So it really is all of this. I used to separate everything out, but I think integration is such a great word to be able to say now. It's all together. Mm -hmm. It all has to come together and just being intentional as you do that. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Tammy?
1: Yeah. So I think... uh, too, with Mitch and talking about um, all the like the love languages and understanding what what people need and and that sort of thing. That was mm. kind of a mic drop moment for me to yeah. just yeah getting to know how to how to approach things from yeah. Paul's perspective and all that yeah you know? yeah. yeah and no, always no, important
0: no re- if it if relationships which you both talked exactly, about exactly uh, is is about knowing who we're relating to yeah. Yeah. right yeah. So, mic drop moments for me, uh, one each from both of you. Uh, Mitch, you, you said something that I didn't expect coming, but when you said it, it was just this light bulb going off. It's like, we all live in a small town now mm. yes. Be, because of social media, because it's a digital world. And I'm, I'm actually so grateful for that. Small towns are awesome. Now, yep. I grew up in a big city in, in Chicago. Uh, but before that, I was in small towns. I was born in a small town. Uh, oh wow, I can almost hear a song. Yeah, I, I don't
3: know. <laughs> the a banjo just played yeah. somewhere.
0: J- John Cougar Mellencamp. <laughs> exactly. Is he Cougar? or Is he Mellencamp? Uh, I, I, I think, I know. Know. I think yeah. it's He keeps just changing. Mellencamp. Do you know he's a Lutheran? Anyway,
1: oh boy. Uh, at least he was
0: born one. That, that's a whole other <laughs> story. Another, another forty-five day. minutes, that's right? Yeah. So uh, that the, we all live in a small town, and I think that's great because the accountability bar goes up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's it's. I will add this that it's not just in the marketplace. It's in the church too, yep. mm-hmm. and we we see uh, does this church leader have integrity or not? Because you can't hide anymore. Mm-hmm. The, yep. the shadows are harder to find and to get into. And I think it's great. You know, let the sunshine in. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, br- bring it all into the light. I think it cleans things out. Honesty is a great gift uh, that produces freedom. Uh, and then Tammy, you said something that blew me away too. That is one of those things. It's a it's a simple truth, but I just think it would be so important for everybody tuning in today to remember. If you're at work right now, if you're going to work, if you just got home from work, God is with you. Mm -hmm. You are not alone. And to be aware uh, of God's presence, to be praying, as you said, constantly Mm -hmm. uh, throughout the day, to have an ongoing dialogue going Mm -hmm. uh, with God through prayer, that provides this incredible foundation, Uh, no matter who we are, what we're doing, no matter our personality type, extrovert, introvert, love language, whatever there's a God who meets us mm-hmm. and knows us better than we know ourselves. Yes. So, that the mic dropped there for me, mm-hmm. big time. Uh, thank you, Mitch. Thank you, Tammy. Thank you, Emily, as yeah. always. And thank you for tuning in and joining us uh, on the Pastor Mic Drop. We've got some great episodes coming up all week long, every day. Uh, tune into those, and then we're going to settle into our weekly routine Uh, After that, we are so pleased. You guys are blowing us away uh, with your likes and subscriptions and comments that you're making on Apple Podcasts and YouTube and uh, on my Facebook page. And It's just, uh, we're humbled and we're so grateful to spend this time with you. So, thanks for joining us. Thank you for joining us. Thanks to the crew. Guys, you're awesome. Appreciate you. And we will see you again soon on this podcast. Same time, same place. Well, same place. And you can catch us again tomorrow. God bless.
2: Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in today to the Pastor Mike Drop podcast. We would invite you on whatever app you are on to rate and review us to help get the word out. And in the meantime, if you can join us for worship, we would love to have you. We'll see you there.